Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin chapter 12 in the book of Mark. Yes, we're still in the Passover week, which will eventually culminate in Jesus' crucifixion. But Jesus is still preaching the gospel. And in today's passage, after being confronted by the scribes and Pharisees about where Jesus gets his authority, Jesus begins to teach in a parable. And this parable, well, let's just say it didn't paint the religious leaders of the day in a positive light. And that much they clearly understood. But they didn't learn. They didn't repent. They chose instead to resent and just sought all the more to kill him for speaking the truth. The warning was ignored, and warnings that come from God, well, they're not wise to ignore. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, What Will the Owner Do? Here's Jesus' punchline of the parable as Matthew records it beyond what Mark said. Matthew twenty-one forty-three. Therefore I say to you, How much more can you say, this is what that story was about? Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. This is my point, says Jesus. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God Sometimes it's called the kingdom of God, mainly in Matthew. Sometimes, or mainly, sometimes it's called kingdom of heaven, mainly in Matthew. Sometimes it's called kingdom of God, mainly in the other Gospels. Sometimes it's called kingdom of heaven and or kingdom of God interchangeably. They're, they're one and the same. It's just a, a difference of describing the same thing. They both refer to Jesus' rule as Messiah on the throne of David. The coming kingdom is what they're looking forward to. But there's a problem. The builders rejected the chief cornerstone. So until Jesus comes in His glory in Revelation chapter 19, the kingdom of God is not an earthly physical kingdom. It is a spiritual reality, heart by heart, person by person. It's not physically visible, and it's not anchored in Israel. The spiritual ministry of the kingdom of God was entrusted to Israel up until the time of Christ, but now it's a whole different thing. Colossians chapter 1, you have been transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. We are citizens of that kingdom. It's just the king happens to be away. It's as if the vineyard has been rented out. Ah, there's a connection, isn't there? So, on this day, in this sentence, Jesus says in unmistakable language that Israel, represented by those uh, hypocritical spiritual leaders who were confronting Jesus, Israel was going to forfeit her stewardship of the kingdom of God. I don't think you can say it any more clearly than to say, it will be taken 
from you. That happened spiritually as soon as Jesus rose and ascended to the Father. It was physically confirmed when Israel lost it all in A.D. 70 when Rome effectively took them off the map and physically destroyed utterly the temple. Now, in this era, therefore, whether you have any future with the kingdom of God when it comes, whether you have any legitimate claim to be a citizen of that kingdom depends completely on your personal response to Jesus the King, Jesus the Christ. Remember the metaphor that Jesus is the stone, the chief cornerstone? And now look at the next verse, Matthew 21, 44. And he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. Peter would later describe it by quoting Isaiah 8.14, and he would say that Jesus is a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Now, you can do as the leaders of Israel did. You can choose in your own pride. You can choose to be offended by Jesus. You can stumble over Him or fall on this stone. If you do, you will be broken to pieces. That part of this is a description of personal judgment. But the second part of the verse is an allusion to Daniel chapter 2, verses verses 32 to 35. There the Messiah is pictured as a stone cut out without hands, which one day will strike the unbelieving kingdoms of mankind and pulverize them, and only... Believers will remain to be part of His kingdom. God called Israel. He chose them. did it all by His own choice. He, he did it by His grace. He gave them a beautiful land, a place of blessing, a place of promise. He delivered them from their bondage in Egypt. He delivered them from their enemies in the land whenever they would trust Him to do that. He, he gave them salvation and promise of security, but the the leaders of Israel, as the stewards of all those earthly blessings of the kingdom of God, they blew it. They blew it. Israel misused the blessings, and instead of becoming a kingdom of priests, the idea is that all the kingdoms of the world could come to God their Creator through the priestly nation of Israel, the intermediary. Instead of being a kingdom of priests, Israel robbed God of that and stopped being grateful for God's blessings. Instead, they led the people into idolatry. And so God graciously warned them. He sent prophets to call Israel to repentance and to find forgiveness, just like the owner of the vineyard sent his servants over and over. What did Israel do to the servants that God sent? Wasn't so great. Tradition says that Israel was, or that Isaiah was sawn in two inside of a hollowed out log. 
Scripture says that Jeremiah was thrown into a pit of slime, and tradition says that eventually Jeremiah was stoned to death. Ezekiel was rejected by his people from beginning to end, his whole ministry. Elijah and Amos had to run for their lives. Micah was smashed in the face by the people who refused to listen to his message. Zechariah was murdered right in the temple. And the last of the Old Testament prophets, John the Baptist, he was murdered. So go back to Matthew 21, 43. Therefore I say to you, guys, that parable is about you. And here's what I mean by it, says Jesus. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. The owner of the vineyard is going to come and he's going to mete out punishment on those wretches and he's going to give the stewardship of the vineyard to someone else. Now, one part of that is very clear. Israel is forfeiting her stewardship of the kingdom of God. That's what the kingdom of God will be taken away from you means. But the second part of that statement isn't clear based upon the previous passages we've left, we read. What does it mean, and be given to a nation producing the fruit of it? I know which nation that was. Luxembourg. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's not a specific nation. In this case, we've already connected all the way back to the book of Isaiah. We've connected to the book of Psalms. We've come through the parable of Jesus in Mark chapter 12 and in Matthew chapter 21. In this case, Peter adds the commentary that we need to fully understand this. Remember I said how thrilled I was that in our Scripture reading we got to Acts chapter 10 where Peter is talking about the gospel going to all the nations. Everybody gets to be part of this And just as it was preached to the Jews, it's preached to the Gentiles. The same thing is happening to them. They're receiving the same Holy Spirit. The Gentiles are being baptized just exactly the same as the Jews did. Peter was pretty astounded by that. And by the way, Peter didn't go as a willing participant. He had to have that vision of the sheet lowered three times, right? Oh, no, Lord, I wouldn't go there. And then he comes to the point of understanding God is not partial. So this connects to the rest of that verse, what Peter is going to say to us. Kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. Who is that? Well, that same Peter who was privileged to be God's mouthpiece to take the gospel to that group of Gentiles there in Caesarea, he wrote this some years later, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 8. Now, we could preach several sermons on this. I think I did when we went through 1 Peter. I'll be good. I'm just going to read it to you. 1 Peter 2, starting at verse 4. And coming to him as to a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You ever heard anything about stones? Rejected? Anything like that? Precious in the sight of God. You also as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up 
spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.